Daddy Squared. Gay Dad Saved the World. A daily dose of gay dads on the front lines of the global pandemic. With Alex McGann and Jan Dick. Hello and welcome to another episode of Daddy Squared, Gay Dad Saved the World. Alex, we have only nine days left for our 30-day challenge. And then the virus will be over and everybody will go out to parties and, and rub faces. up against each other. It's going to be Oof, fantastic. I'm waiting for that. Yeah. Maybe that's not what's going to happen. Yes. This weekend, uh, there was a drive-by birthday party, yes. which uh, seems to be the normals right now, oh right? Oh, my God. So we have twin four-year-old kids who are in two different classes in school, which means that we have, I believe that means 26 birthday parties per year, usually. More or less. Uh, and so there have been a lot. But since the uh, lockdown, um, this is our second one of those. And so for those of you who don't know what this is about, uh, you drive to the person's house. It's usually their house. house you get in a, a procession of cars um, and you sit there and you wait as each car pulls up in front of the house and maybe you've made a glitter covered sign or I that's don't what know we do what, usually uh, because we just so happen to have glitter materials lying around and you you know hang out the window and you scream happy birthday and all this kind of stuff and then you know you drive away sort of like a pride parade. No, because a, tri- a pride parade, there would be like all kinds of naked people undulating no all over the place. And, you know, no. So, so uh, you know, you do it and it's a nice thing to do because I especially feel particularly bad for these kids who that's their birthday is like standing on their front lawn. Um, this one, uh, the, uh, the parents managed to land basically the entire fire department of that area to drive by with their fire engines and their lights and their sirens. And I got to admit, it was really cool. Um, and then this thing happened, which is, I, I mean, Jan will tell everybody that I cry a lot. I do. I mean, not just during the pandemic, I cry at television commercials. Um, but I cried a little bit when the fire engines went by. And I think that, And the reason why was I just sort of felt like, wow, like, look at what we have come to, that this is the way we're celebrating a kid's birthday party by sitting in our cars. It was a bit of a downer moment for me. And then we got to the front of the line and we leaned out the windows and screamed at the kid and he was having a good time and it cheered me up. Did you take the sign out? Of course. We hang, hung out the window with a happy birthday Gus sign. His name is Gus. Um, and it was, uh, it was kind of uh, adorable. Happy birthday, Gus. Yeah. And if any of you are listening to us who are in Los Angeles area and have a birthday, let us know. We'll come over with oh, a yeah. sign. Oh, yeah. We have absolutely <laughs> nothing else to do. If you're not do. living in the, in the Los Angeles area, we can send out a video with a sign. So <laughs> let us know. <laughs> It's hello at daddysqr.com. So who are we interviewing so today? So today we have a lab technician, Alex. Uh, uh, he yeah. is in Texas. His name is Ray Lipinski. He's going to talk, talk to us about his job, which involves processing a tremendous number of tests. Some of them are COVID tests. Uh, a lot of them are the, all the other kind of lab tests that we all get done every now and then uh, you know, to check on our health. And these are things that have to continue. Yes. So, uh, yeah, nobody thinks about the lab technicians. I'm right? telling you, nobody thinks about so many of the far-flung tendrils of sort of taking, pair, ta- taking care of people's physical and mental health. It goes out 
you know, ad infinitum, the number of different professions that are involved in making this stuff happen. Yeah, and Ray is also a dad, so uh, maintaining all of it can be challenging, even though I think he works from home. We'll ask him that. Let's find out. Um, anyway, so uh, let's uh, call him now. He's in Texas. Oh. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, yes. we can. Hello. Okay. Ray, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. Um, oh, no problem. We hope that the connection stays good. Um, could you tell us a little bit about what you uh, do for a living in general and how it has changed during this pandemic? Uh, well, I work for uh, Quest Diagnostics. Uh, I'm a client service rep. So basically the main part of my job, what I do is I uh, – all of the uh, results, like lab results, um, get filtered in through me. I'm like kind of like the liaison. So when you go and get tested for something like, like COVID or a blood culture test or a syphilis test or something like that, those results, the, it goes to the testing lab, which is where I work at. And then when those results are final, I get to be the person to call the doctor or the nurse and says, hey, you're positive. Hey, you're negative. Do you, the bulk of what I do. Do you call uh, also for negative or, or for positive as well? Oh, for an call, negative as well. Yeah, I, I, everything, whatever the result is. Um, and so you're you're talking exclusively to medical practitioners. You don't talk directly to the end patient. No, we, we have to talk directly to the physicians because that would be breaking all sorts of HIPAA violations. Yep. So. Um, we're in the, in the Dallas Fort Worth area. We do most of the Texas oncologies, almost all of the Baylor's and then a lot of, uh, you know, some mom and pop practices too. Got it. And, and so how have things changed in terms of the operation, in terms of what types of tests, et cetera, during this, uh, pandemic and lockdown and everything else? Well, uh, generally all of the, I mean, the, your, your regular tests go like, you know, the doctor's like, Oh, we need a throat culture or something like that. Those have gone down. Whereas, you know, all of our, uh, all of the COVID testing has kind of taken over and then anything that would require, you know, uh, essential surgery, any tests that would involve under that umbrella are still going on. Okay. But you know, when the testing like, you know, you like uh, in orthopedic, you know, we need a fungal culture or something. Those have, you know, kind of diminished for a while. Right. And um, so do you know how long does it, it usually take for, for the results to come in? And you're probably very busy with that. The COVIDs, they're, yeah. they're, it depends on like the, the samples, the sample requirements, some some of the sample requirements are taking anywhere from 24 to 48 hours. Some have to be sent out to other locations, which take longer. Um, we, we tell some of our clients if it's, a, if it's a priority, we try to promise 24 hours, but it's, it just depends on the volume of that day, you know, where that request lands. Um, there might be 500 people in front of a specific test, or you might – to get on a run right away so it's it varies from day to day okay and and so as far as your world and what you do are you um are you working in an office or can you work remotely during this time or what's going on um, 
we had a we had a choice to work from home or work in the lab. Um, working from home creates a lot of different um, technical issues and stuff. And I had I had um, I lived in New York um, a couple of years ago, and I worked remotely. And sometimes it was it was a hassle because the computers would go down and stuff like that. So um, I chose to work in the office. So I'm one of a few people in our department that, you know, still do a regular, you know, going to work every day. Got it. And so tell us a little bit about what you do have at home. Uh, what's your, what's your family? Uh, well, I am divorced. Um, I have twin daughters. Uh, they're 21. Oh, uh, and they are in college right now. Matter of fact, one of them, she just, um, texted me that she got a, um, she aced her psychology final and her English final. So, Oh, that's, that's wonderful. On the psychology front, you need to send her over to our place. We have a lot of work for her to do. Um, really? (laughs) So, (laughs) um, that's great. And, and, but so they're not, they're not living at home now. No. Um, one is, uh, Kendall. She's, uh, really serious about uh, a, a college boyfriend. I imagine probably walking her down the aisle in about a year. Oh, wow. And then uh, Kayla, uh, shout out. She came out about two years ago. So her and her girlfriend are, um, they're, well, they're close to about wanting to get married too. So That's amazing. I'm just, you know, <laughs> we have twin four-year-old boys and I'm just thinking about 21. I don't even know what to think about. Um, can you share with us, you know, some, some silver linings of all of the, you know, the difficulties associated with, you know, the pandemic and the lockdown, there have to be some positive experiences that you've had as a result of this. And we'd love to hear some of them. Um, I, I think just, you know, a lot of people, I mean, there, I mean, it's, it sounds so cliche, but you know, the whole, you know, be kind, you know, be patient. Um, I, th- I, th- I see, a lot more effort of people, whether it's, you know, m- my own family members or, or, uh, my coworkers, um, especially like when you're calling results or people, you know, on the other end. And it's just little things like they're like, Oh, we're sorry to bug you again. And, you know, and so that, that's nice to, to hear that for a change from the other end when, when they're being patient with you and instead of always expecting, you know, to be, you know, patient like that. Um, Personally, on a, a silver lining is, um, you know, my uh, my mom, who is, you know, 81 years old and is, you know, one of the, the ones that, you know, you have to watch out for being elderly. Mm. It's It's been a, a trying experience, but she's been like this resilient um, Godzilla mother hen. <laughs> um, she's been, you know, really the, the, the strong, strong person and, you know, for something to hold on to. So. Right. Yeah, I have a 79-year-old mother who is regularly calling and yelling at us to make sure that we're not breathing in the wrong places or or what have you. <laughs> um, well, we want to ask you one really critical final question, which is, can you share okay. with us the most shameful thing that you have eaten over the past week or two? Oh, wow. Um Okay. Oh God, it's really kind of gross. But, good, good, uh, good. My sister's good. birthday was just Sunday, so we had a birthday thing, and I made a caramel fudge peanut butter double chocolate cake. <laughs> oh my God! It, it 
it didn't turn out the right way because I, I don't know what happened. It was in a metal pan and I didn't, you know, butter it enough or whatever. And it, it kept sticking. So I had a moment and I exploded and it ended up on the other side of the floor. But it smelled so damn good. I'm like, okay, well now instead of cake, we have cobbler. And I just kind of scooped it out and so yeah excellent well you know you can send your blood sugar away for testing it in the company for whom you work so ray are you so are you in the by yourself at the house what's your living situation right now when the girls are grown i have a very very awesome uh roommate he is a a friend i've had i've known him for gosh 20 years so i have a uh, I, i room with him uh in uh uh, Roanoke, Texas, which is um, considered a mid-cities between Dallas and Fort Worth. Oh, so Nice. All right. Right. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Oh, no problem. I enjoyed it. Thank you yeah. for, for asking me. And, and, and thank you for the, the great work that you're doing. For sure. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank take, you. I appreciate it. Take care of yourself. Okay, be well. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, guys. God bless. Bye-bye.